Andrea Coop and Maggie Romenze are sisters and both pickleball professionals competing at the highest level in the game. They talk about the challenges in playing with and against each other during tournaments, and also how they balance being two of the best players in the world with full-time careers outside of the game. Let's get to the intro to hear from Andrea and Maggie. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, Andrea Coop and Maggie Romenze. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, I've got, we're all actually kind of in places that might be a little bit noisier than normal for the podcast. I'm at a airport. I think uh, Andrea's at Starbucks and Maggie's driving. But anyways, it's great that you could join today and we'll get right into it. I do always like to start with where, when did you start playing pickleball and and how how long ago did you get started? I started, this is Andrea, and I started in the winter of 2017. A childhood tennis friend of mine was in town locally in Michigan, Jalen. Her name is Jalen Brennan. And I hadn't seen her in many, many, many years. And I messaged her on social media when I saw that she was local to where I was living at the time and asked her if she wanted to meet up and get coffee to catch up. But she responded that she did not want to meet up and get coffee. She wanted me to play this game called Pickleball. And I've been playing ever since. How about you, Maggie? So I have been playing for just about four years now. I started in the summer of 2017, and actually Andrea is the one. I was living in Rochester, New York at the time, going to grad school, and she came and visited me for a long weekend, and, you know, I was like, uh, I've been playing this game pickleball, like, I really want you to try it out, and, you know, I was a bit hesitant, but she got me on the court. And I actually did not love it my first time out there, but she really convinced me to continue to keep playing. And so I was able to find a great group in Rochester. And, you know, here we are. You're actually one of the first people that, that I've heard of who said that they didn't like the game the first time out. What was it that you didn't like about it? I would at that point, and I was like this beginner, and uh, playing with her was a bit overwhelming, and then also playing with, like, you know, the older pickleball crowd, it was all the rules, all the stuff, it was just like, a, you know, kind of a big culture shock coming from a big tennis background, and so I didn't, I didn't really take to it right away, but honestly, within, you know, a few times of me playing, I'll say, like, Maybe it wasn't the first or the second time I liked it, but after like three or four or five times, I was definitely. So Andrea, did you have a, did you also have a tennis background? Yeah, Maggie and I both played tennis in college. Uh, I played at UCLA from 2007 to 2011. Okay. Yeah, actually, that's funny. I'm I'm heading out to LA uh, in about two hours, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, in, in terms of, you know, the game of pickleball do you get a chance to partner for tournaments very often together we've played a number of times together we haven't we've been played in maybe about a year uh, we were supposed to play I don't know I want to say five or six tournaments together last year in 2020 I think we got one or two in but then the pandemic hit and it just didn't happen because everyone's pickleball schedules got changed but we've played a lot of tournaments together we've had some really good results and some heartbreaking results but it's been fun to get to play with my sister. 
unfortunately, I think we get to play against each other more often now. We seem to play each other in every tournament that we're not partnered in. So go ahead and tell me a little bit about some of those heartbreaking losses that you guys have had together. Any loss, right? Any loss, especially when you're playing with your sister. But we we went three games, I think, with, with Irina and Lucy in 2019. We had a really good match against them. And that would have, I mean, they were one of the best teams in the world at the time. And we were right there with them. It was it was fun for us to get to compete with them. I think we, we won a regional together. So that was a really good result. And I think we got bronze medal. SoCal together in 2019. And I want to say we lost to Corinne and Simone. Maggie, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it had to have been, I'm making this up, but 28-26 in the third game or something like that. There was so many match points on all sides and it was a really long game. So one of the things I was curious about is, you know, I haven't really talked to many siblings who play the game together. What's, Maggie, what's challenging about it? for you when you're playing with your sister? You know, I think when you're related to them, you're way more comfortable with your partner, which can be a good thing, but it also can be a bad thing. You know, when you're not, I don't know, when you don't live with somebody or you didn't grow up with somebody or you're not as close, I think you're, you know, you kind of let the small stuff go. When you're on the court, like you don't maybe notice the, the one missed shot or something like that. But when you're definitely related, I think that it adds to it. You're more comfortable with that person, so you're more likely to, you know, let them know how you're feeling in those moments, which can be good things, but it can also be a bad thing. So I think that having the relationship definitely made it made it better. So when we did have, you know, quarrels on the court, we were able to kind of talk through it and work it out. Um, but at the same time, like, we were way more comfortable with each other, so we were not afraid to necessarily tell each other how we feel. And sometimes that's not the best time in place when you're on in the middle of a match, and uh, you know you have to think about how that impacts your your partner, which is also your sibling at the same time. Now, when you're playing against each other, I bet that creates a whole nother set of challenges, doesn't it? It does, but you know, I actually really like playing Andrea. So, you know, she mentioned that we did both play like high level tennis. I, we also have several other siblings that also play tennis, and I'm closer in age to the, our other siblings. And if I'm being honest, Andrea was just way better than all of us growing up. So, she never really had the opportunity to compete against her siblings in tennis. I mean, I, I would say I probably played at least 20 tennis tournaments at a minimum, you know across eight years against my sisters so I have a I feel like I, I kind of maybe have a leg up in playing my sibling because I've done it so many times so I really like it but obviously you know there's always somebody that wins and there's this so you know that's, that's obviously a challenge something that we've had to deal with because while one person is celebrating the other person you know, is feeling that loss. But I guess at least from a competitive standpoint, I feel like I always play my best when I'm across from Andrea. So Andrea, what do you find challenging about playing against your sister? There's no winning. If I win, she still loses. And I don't like that. And like she said, I I did not grow up playing against my sister. So I'm not used to it. I would agree. She does play really well when we play against each other. And I I haven't, I I don't think I've brought my A game yet. We've had like a 11 or 12 times we've played and I've yet, I I always seem to leave it somewhere else. So maybe someday. (laughs) Okay. So can I ask who's ahead in the, when you're playing against each other, who's won more matches? Oh, Andrea is definitely, 
Yeah, Andrea has definitely won more matches, I'll say. Uh, you know, we've played several times in mix, and, you know, when you have Tyson McGuffin as your partner, um, you know, that's not usually going to go well for, for the other person. And, you know, she's done better in women's as well. But like she said, we've had several really close ones, and I'm happy for the ones that I that I have been able to. One of the things I wanted to ask about is you had mentioned, you know, you, you've played each other many times, you know each other well. And I was talking with John Sperling the other day, and he was talking about, you know, it's so important to figure out the the patterns, you know, the preferred shots that people hit. I mean, you guys must know each other's game really well. So do you try and throw in things that the other isn't expecting? Well, I would say that we, we do know each other pretty well, but she lives in New York and I live in Michigan. So I, I don't think we pickleball wise know each other any better than a lot of the other players that we play against all the time. And so certainly you're trying to do that against all players. And I'm not sure that the sibling aspect has much to do with that. And Maggie, do you feel like you are kind of in the same situation where you don't necessarily know her game as well? Yeah. I mean, I think we know each other's game, but at the same time, like Andrea said, you know, there are players and pro players that Andrea gets to play with way more than me. And it's similarly for me, I play with certain people way more than her. So I would say that I don't necessarily know her game better than most other people. And I guess to answer the question about like, we try to throw in things that might throw the other person off. I think, you know, that's true in any game. You always try to kind of surprise somebody, but at the same time, you know, you have to be able to play within yourself and within your strengths and weaknesses. And for me, I know, you know, what my strengths are, and Andrea might know what my strengths are, so it kind of becomes a little bit, uh, you know, she can kind of, uh, like, guess what's going to come, and I can kind of do the same thing to her. We definitely try to throw in things that might throw them off for any match, but I know, you know, I have to stay within what I know I'm good at and comfortable with, and that's not always going to necessarily surprise the person I'm playing. One of the other things I wanted to talk about today is, you know, so many of the young pickleball pros now are pretty much doing pickleball full time. But I believe that both of you have, you know, full time jobs. So you've got kind of your corporate stuff during the day and then you're a pickleball professional, I guess, after work and on the weekends. How do you how do you, you know, deal with pickleball and your careers, too? Well, I know, at least for me, that I don't consider pickleball a career by any aspect of the imagination. I Pickleball is my hobby and I have a lot of fun playing it and I use it as my outlet as a break from being a lawyer all day. I try to play about one tournament a month and it, maybe some months I get two, but then the next month I don't get one. So it, it evens out to about 10 to 12 tournaments a year and I, I have a lot of fun. And, and Maggie and I, we, we do our best to pick to play the same tournament so we can travel together because like I, I said, we I live in Michigan and she lives in New York and it gives us an opportunity to be able to see each other about once a month and hang out and have do something and have fun together as sisters. So that that's what pickleball is to me. I, I don't consider it a career. And I think if, if I did, the, the pressure and the expectations would be a whole lot different and maybe I wouldn't enjoy it as much. And how about you, Maggie? Yeah, I definitely agree with what Andrea is saying. You know, um, I, I will say I coached college tennis for two years as my full-time job and, you know, coached tennis and pickleball at an athletic club as a full-time job after that for a year. And I loved coaching, but it was one of those things 
and I love playing, but it was one of those things that I didn't think that I could necessarily do as a career. You know, I, I didn't find it as like maybe long-term fulfilling. And so for me, I'm happy with where I am in my personal life and my and my career. Getting to do both and getting to kind of balance those, it makes it more fun. You know, I think Andrea has a good point in that I might not enjoy it as much if I felt the pressure of having to win or, ha- you know, to actually like pay the bills per se. And, you know, I think... In the end, we've we've done a really good job of still staying very competitive with all these women that do it as a full-time job. I mean, I think that if you were to look at the the list of like top 20 or so people, women who play pickleball, Andrea and I are certainly in that list. But I also think that we are the only two within that list who actually don't play pickleball as full-time. And, you know, I think that it, it makes it so when we're on the court, we really do cherish the time on the court and we're able to kind of Right. So since, you know, pickleball is, is definitely just a part-time endeavor for, for both of you. I mean, how much do you get to train or, or play, you know, during, during the week? Again, that, that, that changes based on the season and also how busy we are at work during the winter. I get to play about maybe one, one day a week. And that's, it's not because I'm so swamped at work or anything. It's because of lack of court court availability in Michigan. We have, you know, 60 ish outdoor courts in West Michigan. And then in the winter, it goes down to four indoor and it's, you know, court time is scarce. So we get a two hour block one day a week and we try to get as much as we can out of the two hour block. But in the summer um, or in the good weather months, well, I try to play anywhere from two to four days a week. And it's mostly drilling, you know, ni- about 90 minute session of just drilling. But yeah, I get on the court as, as much as I can. And I'm definitely not one of those people who says I never get to play because I play as often as I can. And I love I love to drill. It's fun. I, again, it's an outlet for being a lawyer. It's, it gives me something to do and burn off some calories after sitting at my desk all day. Well, they definitely need to build more indoor courts there in, in Michigan. <laughs> Maybe. But they, they have gym floors. So, and uh, the majority of the pickleball people, I guess, are, are they don't care if it's on a gym floor. I'm just spoiled. I'm not going to go play on a gym floor. So how about you, Maggie? How much you get to train during the week since you've, you know, you're working your full-time job? Yeah, that's a good question. Definitely not as much as I as I would like to. So I live in Buffalo, New York currently, and my husband and I are actually in the process of moving to Northeast New Jersey. And, you know, the pickleball scene in Buffalo is really hot. There's a lot of players. Unfortunately, the level isn't quite, you know, 5-0 yet all around. So I, I get to play with my husband, who is a really good, like, 5-0, but he's only one person. So... We drill as much as we can. Obviously, with COVID this year, it kind of threw a wrench in things. And a lot of the clubs were like indoor facilities in the winter were actually closed down for much of the winter. And so we didn't really get a lot of time inside this winter. Obviously, not great for my pickleball career. But there is one really nice club indoors in Buffalo. It's called Pickleball Island. And there are seven permanent courts in there. So I'm lucky that I have that. But like I said, there's a lot, there's a big pickleball crowd and community in Buffalo. So those courts are always really busy, which is great for the club, bad for me when I'm trying to get court time. But now in the summer, yeah, like I try to play as much as I can. I said I'm in the middle of moving, so not getting on the court nearly as much as I would like to right now. My husband is actually already in New Jersey and I'm still in New York currently traveling to Michigan, so I can play some more pickleball. But really, I play as much as I can. 
usually in the winter, that's probably one or two days a week only, whereas I really try to play at least three days a week. And sometimes when, you know, the it works out, I, I play even more. So any idea what the pickleball scene is going to be like in uh, Northeast New Jersey? I'm not 100% sure yet. Like I do, I mean, I played a tournament in New Jersey once and so I know that there are players. I don't know what the level is. Luckily, you know, we're closer to New York City there and Philadelphia is only a few hours away. And so I do know that there are a few like pros, like Frank Anthony Davis lives in New Jersey, more towards the, the South or Philadelphia area. So there are, there are more options, I think, for me to get better practice. But I, I really don't know yet, I guess, to be determined. So if there's any New Jersey people who end up listening to this uh, podcast, feel free to reach out. All right. I will just finish up with one more question for each of you today so uh, you can get on with uh, Father's Day. But tell me, which pickleball paddle do you use and why do you like it? I use the Wilson Juice Paddle. I love this paddle. I am lucky to be one of the first pro sponsored by Wilson. And this paddle in particular is the perfect blend of, you know, being able to dig the ball and be able to hit the third have really good touch but also be able to drive the ball and get power when I want. I feel like it's really designed to be an all-around paddle, and the weight is really good. Mine is it's about eight ounces when you buy it off the, you know, off the rack or whatever. But I, I uh, add a little weight to make it about eight four, eight five. But overall, I love that paddle. So Wilson Juice, um, check it out. I play for Paddle Tech, and I use the Tempest Wave Pro. I love it. I started out with the original Tempest and then when they got this one came out, I switched to it. It has the same touch and feel of the original Tempest, but it, the Pro has a little bit more power and uh, the way the game is modernizing and more moving more and more towards power, it, it definitely helps. And any, any extra oomph on the ball at our Pro level helps. So that's, I'm excited and I, I like using it and I've been using it for two years now. Well, all right. It was uh, great that you could both be on today. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, then once again, thank you, Maggie and Andrea, for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast. No problem. Thanks for having us. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 